0: on 937 the ticket and the ticket
1: Hour number two. Old school 937 the ticket, 402 464 5685. Starter Hammond text line, Honda Lincoln hotline. If you want to join in the conversation as you have been, we appreciate you uh, truly to do that uh the starter him in live video stream facebook youtube twitch and twitter so you can get on facebook you can see it get on twitter you can see it you know we've got you covered we got you covered the app have you downloaded the app download the app do it it's on your phone just do it it's sitting there right simple biz simple biz jay foreman we are just days days Oh, we're away.
0: not. We're not. What is it? Was still eleven? When is the game? Today's
1: 8. So today's the fifteenth. Day games on twenty seventh.
0: Twelve days. Yeah. So essentially ten. Right. The last two days don't count. That's just waiting to feast on a wildcat. Yeah.
1: Like they take off for.
0: I gotta find the picture I always tweet out of the of the. You know when uh, Nebraska beat them on a hail mary, they got a. They had this brother that was a coach man. You should look at. I, I, <laughs> he had this look on his face. And I froze the TV and I took a picture. So, every year I got to make sure. I got to find it, a picture of him.
1: This is for you. uh, White Blanket says, "Uh, hey, Nathan, I went to college from fall of 1994 to spring of 98. My junior year, Nebraska won 11 games. And we thought the sky was falling. Thanks for the memories, Jay. So, this is all your fault.
0: Hey, man. It was the first year of Frank.
1: High expectation.
0: It was. We lost a lot, but it was pure chaos on the offensive side of the ball. Chaos. Hey man, do, do, I, I look down there. Define and there, it, that
1: chaos for me, so I, I, have I, I, I understand. I,
0: I would never forget this. I remember it got so bad that we knew once the second down, especially when we were playing as good teams, we were gonna, the get raised over. We gotta get ready to go up there because I always walked up there at third down for punt team. I looked down there one time, and, I, and I'm not gonna name no coaches. And they was on the headset. And they all were arguing about whose whose time it w whose turn it was to call plays.
1: Oh wow. Oh no.
0: Yeah. But that happens all the time in the NFL as well, too.
1: See, people think that it's it, because they have the jobs that people are really locked in and they have they have a plan. They have a a plan. No. That's,
0: That's not always the case. I've been in, I've been on the sidelines in the NFL and the coach said, Hey, look, turn so and so's uh headset off. Yes, yes Hey. Off. Oh, so, and only turned it on when I tell you. And in Jay Brunetti, who was our equipment guy, who would, Jay, would be, Bird. Yeah. Jay Bird,
1: yeah, big tall Jay Bird, he was Br- in Washington. Yeah, that's Jay what we do. We play yeah. softball together.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> Charlie Castley brought all his Washington that's guys, fantastic. and Jay Bird, I love Jay Bird, went over there and literally was like, "I gotta cut his wire." <laughs> so literally, because he was scared that the coach would probably jack him up. He's like, "I gotta cut his wire."
1: We we had a, We had a We had a coach in Texas. And this is a state state championship game, and you you had all of the offensive coaches talking, but on the same yeah, channel, so, yeah. right? Except for <laughs> they wrote on a piece of paper: go to Channel Four, yeah. And don't tell, don't, don't tell, tell Steve, yeah. don't tell Steve, because <laughs>
0: yeah, they would do it. They they would they'll do, if you if you get out of line, oh, they'll cut you off quick. And then sometimes, like you know, what's crazy is Greg Roman's a. Uh, highly, you know, touted offensive coordinator now. So he was assistant, I think, tight ends coach when I was there. Crazy, you know. And um, great, I always knew Greg Roman was going to be a good coach just because he had the demeanor and he was a worker hauler. You just knew it. But, you know, I became good friends with him because I would ask him about some concepts and he would just love getting lunch and telling me about the team or, you know, the offense that we were going. But he was the, what he told me, he was like, Jay. If you could listen to somebody, because one time I was on the headset calling up to the coordinator, and I like threw the headset down or the phone. I was like, "Man, I can't hear nothing. Like I'm talking." Yeah, you, you know what I mean. It's like you're talking into a dead phone. You know what I mean? I was like, "Greg, what, well, what's the deal? What's the, we're at home and we're communication?" He was like, "Oh yeah." He's like, uh, "There was some stuff going on." He's like, "So nobody." He's like, "David Carr couldn't get, like nobody could communicate until." The infighting started.
1: My head coach, and I've told this story. My kid, so, Barry Barry is the quarterback's coach. I was the receiver's coach. And we would go through, so scouting, of course, film study, right, to de- develop tendencies on the opposing right. team that we're going to face. So, when we show up on Monday, we're, we're an install. And we know what we're going to attack. We know how we're going to do this. We train the individual groups on what we're going to install and what we expect from them. And then we put the plays in on Tuesday. Right. Well, come Wednesday, the head coach all of a sudden wants to become the offensive coordinator. And it's like, so this is what I think we ought to do. And we're like, no, that's not, literally none of what we've talked about. None of what we've agreed to. But my, the head coach had this thing where if he had the headphones on, he didn't want anybody to talk to him because it would confuse him. Again, this is when you win three games as a coach. Because we would like, hey, let's go. You know, we've got we've got a win here. They're going to go too deep. Let's run our stuff under the stuff. It'll be open. We'll just drive down the field. What? Why why are you talking? Well, because we're about to call plays. And it happens at Nebraska. I hate to say it it does, and it drives me crazy. What does? Well, so Matt Lubick would (laughs) come home. He would come home, and Lubick's not the most social person
0: at all right he's just not yeah so he shouldn't have been calling no plays anyway well but
1: that was the that was the promise that was the job was that he was going to call plays and he'd at least have impact and some influence right. but he would get off the elevator and we were on the same floor so he would just lean against the elevator he would just lean against the elevator and he would just sigh now i could walk by him you know hey, you doing coach and just keep it moving but the sigh was the signal that you need to stop and let him vent right Boy, some of the stuff that I was told. You go, Matt. I'm sorry. Like the last day of season, I just hugged him. Like we didn't even talk. I just hugged him because I knew he was beat.
0: Right. So yeah, but sometimes you you, you get you, you get those things because you can't call no dang plays. Hey, right, bro. It, it,
1: just some people players. shouldn't shouldn't yeah, shouldn't be so coaching today's young. I, mean,
0: I know he probably frustrated, but like, homeboy, you better be. You should have been doing some more than what you was doing.
1: He he's he's an interesting bird. He's an interesting bird. So the, as they, they've got a week here, and then Monday, I believe, they take off for Dublin, mm-hmm. and with all the things that are in place, right? So imagine that.
0: So if they leave Monday, then essentially they get there Tuesday. So right? I and then they then you leave Saturday after the game.
1: To ask you as a player, did you ever play over in Europe? Did you play like no. NFL, you were playing no, London? I not, no, I never You really never played. got in any of those bad games where you had to travel all, all across to London and play. No, you know, the
0: at, farthest we ever did is we played Seattle, and that's a from Buffalo. That's a. It seemed like I mean it's a five. I think it's a five, five or six five yeah. or six hour flight. So that's almost. What do equivalent. you
1: do on those flights? Though? What are these? What are these? Do, they we, have, know, do they we, we know movies? how long the flight is for for Dublin?
0: Well, they don't do, fly straight from here, do they?
1: I would think that they do.
0: Oh well, we we I mean we flew straight from Buffalo to Seattle. I mean they had movies, and I think we might have ate twice. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, guys are trying to, I mean, it was, a, when we went to Seattle now, it was a big plane. So, it was plenty of room to kind of, you know, spread out and do your thing.
1: I know most of the fans are stopping, but I'm assuming they're flying out of Omaha. But from Lincoln to Dublin, it would be an eight and a half hour flight from, if you're flying out of Lincoln. Okay. That's
0: not yeah. bad. Yeah, which then That's I would ask, why, why don't all. you go
1: Sunday? So, you get the day to catch up and acclimate your body. To the time
0: difference. Well, since it's that not that far of a flight, it shouldn't be that big a deal. So,
1: as a player, what would you want to do? Like, when you had to go from Buffalo to Seattle, what are you doing to Oh, argue? we
0: went uh, – when we played on Sunday, we left Friday mm. at some point in time. And then we practiced, you know
1: – Did you walk through kind of – Before we left. Got, yeah.
0: And But we practiced that week equivalent to the time – that we were going to kick off. You know, Jake, Jake
1: Sorenson says his flight from Chicago to Dublin is seven hours. So, but then Jake, you had to tell yeah, me, are, are, Jake, are, are you, are you driving to Chicago? Or are you flying to Chicago and then flying to Dublin? Cause again, I, I always hated it. Like in Utah and both Utah and Texas, we, we would do these long six hour bus rides to go play football games. and, I never the hardest thing was getting the players settled. Right? Cuz some would just want to go to sleep and then some would want to study and some yeah. would want to eat and some would want to listen to mu- music. What do you want to do? What was what was what was your motive? Oh, we
0: went on a long flight. Um I don't really sleep that much on planes anyways, but I'd eat, you know, whenever, whenever they had food for us or whatever and then, you know, why if you know back then you had, you know, like movies or something. Listen to a little music, catch a little nap, you know, kinda of look When you Dude, I didn't want to sleep the whole way because once you get there, you know you're going from East Coast to West Coast. Mm-hmm. So when you you know, if you if you you know, once you get there, you are losing time. You know what I mean? And so essentially I didn't want to have then you're then I felt I'm a, I'd actually wanna stay up longer and then get on their time. How did then, you then
1: guys deal with like say you going to Miami for the orange Bowl.
0: Right. Yeah, I think we might have went down there like a week before.
1: The week before, right? Did you get a day to just kind of walk through, eat? Yeah, nutrition? we had a relaxing day, right? So you had we, a but, day.
0: But I think when we got there, we we got after it. I think we we didn't change anything. We got that. We we came down there. I mean, it's such a long time ago, but I'm think we flew, had a practice. You know, landed, and had practice. Heck, I might even think that my we had a scrimmage within a day or two. We got after it down there. We pra- I remember when we played Tennessee and Florida. Them boys had been off for like two weeks. We were like, oh yeah, we about to destroy you guys. We've been practicing through the break. We nobody went home.
1: Right, and so, they knew they yeah. Right, they, we yeah, we about right. to
0: eat you guys up, and so it was worth it. The sacrifice is worth it. Now we got a day off where we can, you know, kind of kick it. And our practices were, you know, where you could. Still go out at night if you wanted to, but as we got closer to the game, we shut it down.
1: Did you? do you guys pack, uh, put on pads Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday?
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah yeah. Oh, this. did we play in baths? We slept in our pads. <laughs> I mean, it was hey, we we had full contact dinner. If we could. Did <laughs> we put on pads? Light it up, man. You must be. You know, To wasn't having that. You know, To was like, hey, you down here in good weather. We actually going to go harder, <laughs> so yeah. No, we had pads on, man. We ain't changed nothing, man. It was just a different place that we went to practice, and I think that actually helped us because we were in the same routine. We weren't down there, kind of like, you know, we had to do a different, you know, team oriented stuff. But we weren't down there Cadillacing. We were down there to win a football game. So you
1: didn't do many f- fan events, and we had Uh-oh. to do.
0: What we did what we were supposed to do. Yeah. We went, and they used to have this this thing that did at where they, you'd go and. You know, it was like a big buffet. It was kind of like the teams get together and, you know, steak. And, like, they had, you know, the stone crab. I mean, so I was looking forward to it because we're just steak and potatoes in Nebraska, you know, here. So we get to get some of the stuff that I liked, really liked, and look forward to. And then you kind of first kind of can see the team that you're going to play and you can size them up a little bit. And, you know, I mean, that, that was Oh, it. so they did
1: them together.
0: Yeah, the teams were there. There was, like, two or three team events. And then, like, I'm sure the captains had to go to – you know, media stuff, so they had to go and do st- more stuff than I did when I was a younger yeah, guy. You
1: started starter jacket heaven. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, I mean,
0: <laughs> we did what we, we – I mean, we had a schedule, and but the schedule didn't – like, the, ske- the football schedule ain't changing. Right. So that gave us com- – I felt like it gave me comfort that, yeah, we're down in Miami or we're down in Phoenix, you know, for the Fiesta Bowl or wherever we're at, we're still practicing the same. Now – any everything outside of that, we kind of look for is it. team stuff. When well, now we got to hang out with the whole team and go do it, then we kind of just it was just business as usual. Not a lot of partying, you know. We you know everybody was smart enough to know, you know, you go out and do it up maybe like one night or whatever. But I, you know, nobody wanted to throw away a whole year's worth of hard work based on having a good time two or three days before a game.
1: Did Did you care about turf and that sort of thing? Like no. you're going to a new stadium because. This is a rugby and soccer pitch, and I wonder <laughs> what happens.
0: I think that works to Nebraska's advantage. One is because uh, the the rugby and soccer, well, at least from soccer, from watching European soccer, the grass is going to be tight. It it should be a fast surface, right? Yeah, it's a pro I, surface. So this I is... think that you know, I, I think that we're the faster team. I mean, we're definitely. I think we're the better team. Bigger team, faster team. So I think that works our advantage, regardless of the elements, right? Um, so you know, people are like, oh, well, it could rain. Well, the elements affect both teams, you know. And uh, I mean, unless we we had planned on un- throw the ball a hundred times, and obviously that would change the game plan. But oh, you you, you know, you we get need out to, of my head, Jay Foreman. We need to you know, I think we're you know, we'll come out, try to establish the run game, do what we need to do, and then you know, the rest to take care of itself. But like I'm, I ne- we never worried about the surface, you know. I think. We just wanted to make sure we had the right cleats, but we had, you know, great equipment guys to where if we needed to change. And some guys, like when I was in the NFL, I never really changed my cleats based on, like when I was on grass. Didn't matter if it was, not unless it was like super sloppy. That we probably wouldn't. They wouldn't put us out there. But if it was like a little bit, you know, moisture on the on the, you know, ter- I didn't change my cleats.
1: Apparently – so this is the weather forecast for Dublin on the 27th. 70 degrees, partly cloudy,
0: no rain. Well, that's just like today except for just out without the drizzle. Yeah,
1: 70, 70 – so all week. And, and that's the high for the week. It's 60 – it's in the 60s the rest of the week leading up to that. There will be showers on Thursday and Friday over there, yeah, but the Yeah, but the if
0: the field will be covered. The surface and stuff will be great. Um you know, it should be a good experience for him. I know that Nebraska I don't think that – I don't know when Northwestern is going. I just know Nebraska, I think, is a little bit shorter, and that's fine. It's kind of like a – you're not treating it like a bowl game because it's the first game of the year, but it is a unique game. So you want to make sure you get some stuff in, but make sure that the focus is there. And maybe it's uh, – you know, it's good for this team to have a shorter time before the game to keep the focus there. If we were a veteran team that knew how to – prepare individually and collectively it's different but you know you got to know the pulse of your team what they can withstand and what they um need to do in order to hopefully to be successful
1: But they don't know this team, Jay.
0: Well, I am um, they know them better than than anybody else does cuz they see them they they know the the cast of – character. I mean, I'm um, cast of characters, the team, the leadership ideally um what they want to do or if they don't, they know what can work and what they can withhold. With I'm sure that they've kind of put them in different type of situations to kind of get a little bit of a, a test to see how they, you know, handle some adverse situations. So I think the shorter trip is good for them to keep them focused. And it's early in the season. I mean, we, you know, at the end of the day, we haven't done anything yet. Only thing we've done is went three and nine and, you know, we had nine one score games. That's, that's not even a participation trophy. That's not something that you ever want to be associated with. So you know, look, we, we got to get out our own way. The The main focus and the only focus needs to be to go over there and win a game no matter what it takes. And so, um, you know, they're going to try to keep them, you know, focused. You know, you know I think it's kind of like one of those things, like if you're, you know, training a puppy or a dog where like you kind of train them, let them kind of go off a little bit, get them back, and then once they kind of get, you know, focused like kind of in that little hallway or tunnel – then you just let them loose, and then hopefully they just go uh, buck wild against the Wildcats.
1: Can, can I ask you with the with the curiosity, or at least the conversation about QB one? The other part of that is leadership, and the, the more importantly, the leadership because you can't you're not going to win nine games without quarterback leadership. Jay, how difficult is it for 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 Casey Thompson to try to get leadership? stripes yeah while not being fully coronated celebrated announced as the lead dog
0: oh it might be a little hard but i think that casey's been in it i'm assuming being when he was down in texas he competed for a job and probably at i'm assuming that he had been in a competition up until the first game Mm -hmm. um so he's kind of been through it before and i think if you're a leader you know, regardless if you're first you know if you're if you're a second team guy you need to be preparing like you're gonna you're the starter so you're leading the guys that you're 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 practicing with and you know I'm assuming both of them are you know or Chubb is getting some one rep so he's in he's doing the same thing casey's doing but in casey's case you know you got to operate as such like you're the starter you, you you're preparing to have the best game that you can possibly have you're not prepared, you're not going out there and say man I'm gonna go out there and play like crap so I'm not just gonna keep my mouth shut you're going out there and pushing guys to what you need them to do um, to be successful, both for Casey and the, you know, the team in the offense. So I think he needs to operate as this is his team. I think he's tried to do that since the the day he got here. I think, you know, he tried to, you know, get a rapport with the linemen. Um, Still do that. You got to be able to get in, you know, sometimes you got to get in guys face. Sometimes you got to give them a, you know, you know, pat on the back. Sometimes you got to kind of, soften them up, then delivering a the message. you got to learn them, and then you got to go from there. And, um, you know, the best leadership that you can provide is what you do day in and day out, and then obviously on the on the football field. But Casey can't do his job without everybody else doing their job. And that's where these people on the Internet or social media start to try to evaluate everything, and they forget that. They forget that the quarterback position – is the hardest position to play because you could have all the tools but if you don't if if guys aren't doing their job to the the ability to the best of their ability or getting open and you won't look good and you know um so that's where you know that's where it really comes down to. But you know, leadership is is key. But ultimately, you know, guys got to get out there and play. It's there. It's a very unique situation because you got a lot of guys that are competing for their spot with people that are in close proximity to either starting or get eating into their reps. As a, say like playing in a full game, you got some people that are like Pac-Man eating some power pellets out of your out of your play count. So nobody settled completely, and as you know, what nobody's good enough to be settled. Now, granted, Casey is – the he threw the most touchdowns in the Big 12. Um, you know, without injury last year, I, I'm sure he started every – I'm sure he would have started every game. That would probably be a best – that would be an easy assumption, right? mm mm-hmm. um, He, you know, started out hot, got hurt, didn't play well, and then he came back and finished strong. And so, you know, that's a unique quality as well to, that he has that he can draw upon on for himself alone. You get what I'm saying, um, and so, you know, ultimately, you know, this is a big, huge week for everybody on the team, coaches, administration, people that cl- you know, you know, weight room staff, uh, people that clean the, you know, the bathroom. Every this is a huge week for everybody because, yeah, when you get to Dublin, you're going to practice. I'm assuming a couple times. I don't know their schedule. Maybe well, if they get there Tuesday, just say two or three times. That's fine. But your heavy your heavy lifting has to be right now. It's like going to the Super Bowl. When teams go to the Super Bowl, yeah, they go for a week, you know, when it's two weeks, you know. They practice for a week, go there for a week. But when it's only like a one weekend, you know, in between the championship game, okay, that's what you get four days. It's they it's they, they usually practice. So the championship games are, say, Sunday. They'll have a little kind of like administration meeting Monday. You practice Tuesday, travel Tuesday night, Wednesday, Thursday, you're, practi- or you're practicing Friday kind of walkthrough. Sunday is kind of like the Kumbaya Sunday or, you know, Saturday is, you know, the kind of like the last little media stuff, lockdown, let's go. That's no different with what they're doing. So um, this is a huge week for them, you know, to stay focused, right, and the focus and the intensity has to be ramped up two or three times. Um,
1: I, I think you you the point you made in that everybody requires everybody to do their job. For right. him to be successful, right? Yeah. For them to be successful, yeah. And so, if in order for Casey Thompson to have success, the big thumps up front have to be respectful, accountable, and protective. I'll say this because Teddy Prochaska says, "If and this is a quote, if I know where the quarterback is, I know where my body needs to be lined up to to stop defenders from getting to him." And Casey Thompson does that. I read that because I want to address the offensive line and the quarterback play behind it because of it. And if the most important offensive lineman speaks out loud that a big part of his preparation and his thinking is knowing where his guy's going to be, and he mentions Thompson by name, when they tell me that he needs to, to prove it it tells me that it's already been proven, because they're yeah, willing Nate. to they're willing to talk about it you out like that, loud. That,
0: that, you, that, Nate, you gonna sleep better at night, man? You're all right now since you got Teddy P saying that Casey gives him the best chance to block somebody. That make you feel better? I mean, yeah. You I'd, sure. I'd, yeah. I don't.
1: I don't know why. I mean, I think Casey Thompson should be the starter. I I'm think, all in. Yeah, I think that well, well, I well, think the well, offensive well, line knows well, it too. But, 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 but you we submit need to,
0: yourself by going out there and playing, man. Casey, you roll out there the first play, man. It's time for the ball to you fall, man.
1: Casey's not trying to rush for 500 yards. Mm-hmm. I don't care.
0: We how many don't yards want, want him today, to but, rush hey, for hey, 500 yards. Hey, 500. but I'm I'm just going to let you know this right now. Don't sleep. Don't sleep, and don't think that brother won't. He leave can put you. it. He, he can put his feet in the ground. Hey, I'm telling you for you fans out there. Don't think he back there in some slug and go because I'm gonna tell you one thing about a about a <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this right now before we go to break. I'm gonna tell you one thing about the Pretty Brothers that I played with. <laughs> okay? And Casey's a pretty brother. He got the good hair right. and all that other stuff, right? Right. They don't like to get hit. You, amen. And they gonna shake and bake and anticipate until they can get past you.
1: As as your as your father would say. He can pick them up and put, put him, him down. down
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll go to break. We'll Church. come back with more. We'll talk Church about the Chuck big we'll, uh, big thumpers. We'll talk about the Pipeline Juniors when we come back.
0: Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J. on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.